Today is the 10th anniversary of the podcast. Hi, my name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and I'm celebrating the podcast's 10th, 10th anniversary the way you think I would. I've been working all day and testing out new editing software that might actually make it easier and quicker for me to get stories out. Because that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, um, maybe going out tonight to have some drinks with some friends, maybe, because maybe. Or, I don't know, I might just stay at home and play Final Fantasy. That actually sounds more like a celebration because I haven't been able to get to Eorzea in a while. Ten years. Ten years. And that's one of the reasons I'm kind of laugh. Okay, one of, if you haven't been listening for all ten years, and I know none of you have, because, well, you may have sometime after episode one, but nobody listened to episode one um, at all, except for me and a couple friends that I played it for, because it was horrible. I, I had been deci- debating and debating whether or not I wanted to do a podcast for a while, and I came upon this service called TalkShoe. And TalkShoe was the low-rent anchor of its day, and I am surprised to say it still exists. I did not know that. Um, hopefully it's gotten a lot better since the last time I used it, because, wow. Um, anyway, uh, TalkShoe allowed you to set up a podcast and actually take comments and stuff from a live chat room. So the podcast would be recorded live with a chat room, and you could see their comments and everything, and it was a lot of fun. I re- really enjoyed doing it. Now, having said that, I feel that it's important to note that the first podcast I ever did was horrible. I mean, some of you may think that the podcast is still horrible, but, oh, it was nothing like this. I, I, I said the word y'all about 30, 40 times, and... Yeah, every everything that I said was punctuated with the word y'all because I didn't know what I was doing. I had a vague inkling of what I wanted to do and it was just me and a microphone and an empty chat room <laughs> talking to the ether about whether or not maybe I should podcast kind of, sort of, or not. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to listen to. But the original podcast was called the Project Shadow Informant, because back then we were running a social networking site. It was Project Shadow HQ, Project Shadow was the blog, and Project Shadow Informant was the podcast. And after a few really, really horrible episodes, including a lost video episode, which if anybody... Has I, I would love to get a copy of it. I cannot find my backup copy of the video version of the podcast, and apparently it, it is no longer anywhere on the web either. So sh- should you have access to that atrocious, horrible, terrible, should not have been, what was I thinking, video podcast? Yeah. Let me know, because... Yeah, let me know. And I know I repeated myself there, but I'm kind of cringing at the idea that that video might still exist, because 
like I said, we were, I, I was debating whether or not to do video, and I am really uncomfortable with video. I love audio. I love talking. It's one of the reasons why I use Anchor, because I don't have to turn a stupid camera on. But wow, that was a bad episode. Ten years. Ten freaking years. That just really seems impossible. And we've done a lot of podcasts over that time, a lot of very show-specific podcasts, and of course, we stopped doing that because I kind of learned that the moment I set up a podcast dedicated to a TV show was the day that that show was now doomed to fail. We did podcasts for Legend of the Seeker called The Confessed. We did Kings. We did Dollhouse. Yeah. We had a real good track record going there, didn't we? Hello. This is me again. It's Brian on the phone. Hello, hello. Yeah, we can't do a 10th anniversary special without having Brian here. Woo! 10 years! If only you were on the first show. And I'm sure a lot of the fans are currently saying, if only you were still on every show. But, hey, that's probably just me reading into things, but I know it's not because people love you. But, yeah, (laughs) 10 years today, I did that. I don't even know if you remember that annoying, obnoxious. I I think I titled the episode The Y'all Show. Um, It was just me going, howdy, y'all. Hi, y'all. Y'all. I don't know what y'all think about y'all. It was weird. And then the pressure started. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. I, I'm doing this podcast thing. Uh, think you'd uh, like to be on it? Yeah. Uh, hey, Brian. I'm doing yeah. this podcast thing. You think you'd want to be on it? Yeah. And so it took, what, four episodes, I think? Because it was after the disastrous... Uh, Thank God lost to the universe and cosmos. And if somebody does have it, send a copy of it to me, please. Attempted a video podcast, which really should have never happened. Because, oh, it's it's worse than Wayne's World. I mean, it's just like me staring into a camera like... Actually, it's uh, Garth in Wayne's World when Wayne leaves the set. Hi. <laughs> oh, this is a... Oh. But yeah, a couple episodes in, you came on the show, and we did it together for a really long time. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, earlier today, we we both saw a white rabbit running, and we're like, hey, what if we should follow it down the rabbit hole? And just think, 10 years of maturing, and the only difference is we paused the to contemplate whether or not to follow the rabbit down the rabbit hole. Instead of immediately jumping out of the car. Yeah, and freaking out somebody because we would have run across their lawn and left a car in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, it was, it was it was hard, man, because there's a white rabbit. There's a white rabbit. i got to go get the white rabbit. There's a white rabbit. you got to follow the white rabbit. You have to follow the white rabbit. Yeah. I mean, that's Rowlett, how I ended up... Neo. <laughs> I ended up meeting a friend of mine in Maryland that way because I was in a a state that was uh, mildly altered. 
and I saw a white rabbit running through a park, and I just giggled off and chased it, and since I was running after it, it kept running, and I will not say their name to protect the guilty, but somebody else happened to see said rabbit, and it wasn't Brian, for anybody who's guessing Brian, but yeah, so somebody else happened to see the rabbit and start running after it, and we ended up so fixated on the rabbit, we ran into each other, literally, like cartoon, boing, plop, and we ended up hanging out after that and kind of became friends for a while, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that I would just chase after a white rabbit. At all. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hello? Hello. I'm still here. You got awfully quiet. Yeah. I was just contemplating what possible rabbit hole did we miss going down. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, we had so many good rabbit holes in the old show. Like, back in the day, one of the episodes that we had that just kind of blew up and was our number one downloaded show for, like, two, three years running was an episode titled Woot for Wootness Sake. And it was an episode that we recorded the day Woot was added to the Oxford English Dictionary and became an official word. And, yeah, we kind of ran with that a lot. Uh, but between but between that and your boba chicken, oh uh, the boba chicken that was awesome. Boba chicken still, yeah, it's still. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, I'm happy that you're on the phone, and we're going to do a segment about Game of Thrones, if you're up to it. Yeah. Oh, my. So much monkey. So much monkey. We'll get to that in just a second. So, Game of Thrones. This is not something I've really been talking about a lot on the show, because... I don't really know what to say about it, because so much monkey. Oh, my goodness, so much monkey. I mean, it, I feel like I should we should explain that for people that don't know what we're talking about. Um, get to the F in monkey, because we have a clean tag now, so I can't say what the F stands for, but you all know what the F stands for. Almost broke the um, clean tag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be careful. Um, yeah, they clean tagged us, so we're, we're going to say F. Because, you know, that's classier. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the Effin' Monkey basically is a song that I believe Tripod did that's about King Kong. The uh, uh, Peter Jackson King Kong with Jack Black and et cetera in it. Not the Skull Island, but the one before that. Yeah, definitely not Skull Island. Skull Island has... It gets right to the freaking monkey, like right to the monkey, and so yeah, we joke around whether or not, whether or not a show has monkey 
because, and Game of Thrones, the last two seasons, has a lot of monkey. Just a lot of monkey. Like, they're past George and all of the kind of dilly-dallying around, and they're just like, hello, monkey. Oh, and uh, monkey. Look over there, what's that? Monkey! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, like, basically every episode, epic battle at this point. Epic yeah, conversation. So let, yeah, let's kind of recap what we've happened to so far this, this season, right? So, on episode one, we have John having his little, I'm the king of the north moment. We have Cersei, I'm the evil queen moment. And we have Daenerys, I'm finally home. And you think you're safe, you think everything's wonderful, you think everything's fine, and then, spoiler alert, if anybody has not caught up on the season, stop now. Progress no further. From here, there'll be dragons. Literally. <laughs> Literally yep. dragons. Yeah. We have... Because wasn't it the first episode? Or was it the first or second episode with with Greyjoy, the Greyjoy fleet getting attacked? I believe it was the second episode. The second? It, yeah, the first one just kind of... People are arriving and summons are happening and... I mean, you get the wonderful, fun Huron Greyjoy hitting on Cersei, and oh, that's, that's right. His wonderful the... Jack Airy, um, <laughs> <laughs> clean tag, um, with messing with uh, Jamie about asking about Cersei's favorite um, bedtime activities. And I think we should say how she likes to play because the Steven Universe can like, oh, yeah. completely get over like sex by saying I like the way that humans play. I think yeah. we can, if, if you can do that on a kids show, I think we can safely say, how does your sister like to play, Jamie? Does she like to play rough? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like he asked. This is not like around dinner table or something either. This is in the throne room before before the the court, and you know he's asking quite enough that you know only Jamie can hear. But still, right there in front of everybody, and then going, oh no 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 no, don't tell me now, tell me later. And of course, Jamie's like wanting to draw a sword and attack him, not tell him an answer. Um, I was I almost feel like. Euron had been listening to Tina Turner's Proud Mary before mm. he got there. This is uh. a song we're going to start out nice and easy. But if you know <laughs> us, we don't do anything nice and easy. So the song's yeah. going to get rough. <laughs> yeah, like, which, which is pretty much what you get, because then the second, second episode, that's when... Well, no, the, the big thing in the first episode that I was thinking about was the White Walker army with the freaking giants in it. Yes. Yep. Because I mean, undead giants, undead giants. Yeah. Ah, I did not see any ice spiders. I expected to see ice spiders and um, dead wargs. Yeah. Zombie wargs. Oh yeah, and the other the other half um, was the the finishing of of the, the phrase. The phrase yeah. in, in the first episode, which was just glorious, because the end of all of, 
all of that training and preparation, and you just get to see it pulled off masterfully where all the frays are dead. The only thing I was bummed about with that was the fact that she went through the effort to have the the Lord of the Frays relive the Rat King's story. <laughs> yes. And, you know, for those who, who aren't familiar or who forgot, um, they tell the Rat King's story... Uh, I like, think it's season three. Yeah, two or three. Because uh, Bran tells it when, yeah, it's when Bran and Jojen and Mira are crossing yeah. through that one castle. Yeah, I think it's season three, you're right, because Bran, Bran and, um, you know, about how the Rat King was inhospitable to people and his punishment was to eat pies made of his children and... They turned him into a rat and then he was cursed to forever eat his young. Yeah, and forever eat his young. And, you know, so it was just so poetic that, you know, in her vengeance on the phrase, she tricked Lord Frey into eating it. And, you know, had she just left it as um, last season ended, you know, it would have been this fun little mystery of, like, you know, the Lord of the House Frey's dead, and, you know, he he's got bits of his children in the pie that he was obviously eating, you know, like there would be this nifty little, like you could put it together and go, oh, this is a tale from the North. Oh, someone from the North did this elaborate assassination and trickery and whatnot. But no, they, they, she goes a step further and actually impersonating, um, she puts on his face and poisons all of them and just oh which was all. wonderful because it was such a wonderful play on the red wedding because he yeah. stands up and gives a very similar toast well i say he yep. is really aria pretending to be Waldo Frey, but you know he he stands up and gives a very similar toast to the one that waldo gave just before everybody's next you know throats got slit and yeah it, it was i have to say this season more than anything else what I've really been enjoying is how we're getting payoffs. Like I, I love Game of Thrones and I've enjoyed it for quite some time, but it felt for a while like it was just going on and on and on and it was it was all set up and no get there. Yeah, like, like where's the uh, where's the monkey? <laughs> yeah, where's the where's the freaking monkey? Like episode one, yeah. the beginning of episode one, you show me the White Walkers and Okay, monkey. Give me monkey. Where's the monkey? Well, you had a neat point on the White Walkers' delay, and that was because there were still Starks in Winterfell. And it wasn't until um, – uh, um, oh, I just blanked his name. <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Reek. Uh, Theon. Theon. It wasn't until Theon removed all the the remaining Starks yeah, when he, when we're calling that that they actually started marching. And I really, really, you know, I find that fascinating that maybe there was some kind of pact or ancient, you know, ancient magics tied to an old pact that as long as there was a Stark at Winterfell, the army wouldn't march. I feel like the show needs to give a reason for the army of the dead marching south. I, I really do, because they've been this ominous threat 
this entire time. But everything has had a reason. Like, this is a show that has gone out of its way to, in meticulous detail, give us the reasons and the rhyme. Everything happens. If the White Walkers are, are coming just because, I don't know, zombies, yo. I'm well, not happy the, about the, that. Yeah, the, the simple reason, you know, is just their original mission was to clean, you know, was just to clean everybody out. And, and it, it took them like two, three thousand years to rebuild their the army of the dead. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like there has to be, there I mean, has Caster to be some other reason. Children, you know, at a time, maybe. Oh. <laughs> well, Craster gave <laughs> yeah. them ninety nine children. He yeah, ninety nine kids and a daughter ain't one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I really want there to be a reason, and I don't want it to just be that it's taking them thousands of years to reclaim. It, it goes, the show goes way Lord of the Rings for me if it took thousands of years for, Saur- for Sauron to regather himself and be able to threaten the world again. But now he has come, and if he gets his hands on the ring, we are all doomed! Like, no. No. Though I wouldn't mind if we see, saw like Arya riding some like giant eagles or something. Like I'd be fine with that. But uh, <laughs> Nymeria. Riding Nymeria. Which was one of the payoffs. Uh her meeting Nymeria. I realize it's probably as far as that goes, but I still want her to be riding Nymeria and the wolf herd. I mean talking about payoffs though, is like this last episode because we 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 finally get to see not only um, John and Sansa get to return to Winterfell, but we you know, we get Bran returning to Winterfell, who is now just like the truth bombardier. Um, I don't know. I find him to be very Johnny Mnemonic. It's so funny. He cracks me up He's like, now. I have downloaded a lot into my brain, and I don't have room for emotional programming anymore. Uh He's just like, would you like for me to tell you the tale of where this knife came from? And, oh. and it's like, it's like, oh, is he going to reveal that, you know, Littlefinger was behind his his assassination attempt, or is he going to go like thousand years earlier when this blade was forged? It was actually wielded by Yettlechuck, some famous Valerian high lord that battled in the last battle of the Long Night, and. You know, or something, you know. I have to say, this last episode was the worst things that could have ever happened to Littlefinger because he's like, oh, little Bran, here's a knife. I've kept it for you because I thought you might want to have it as a token of when you were almost murdered and weren't. And I loved your mom. Yes. Would you like me to tell you about this knife? I'm better at your games than you are. Wait, what? Yeah, oh crap! A little finger going. Oh crap! And and also, Brand denying his claim once again. Even the little yes. finger, he's like, I'm, I'm not. No. Tell me, tell me, Lord Stark, I'm not. And, and the little finger's like, crap! I can't manipulate him. Okay, so Sansa's not really going to be manipulatable. John's just going to stab me if I say too many words. And Brand's creeping me the the f out, you know. And then he turns around, he's like, Arya's here. 
Aria's here. Oh, sweet little Aria. I remember sweet little Aria, little girl, little girl. What she just do to one of the most epic fighters in all of Westeros? Oh, crap. Yeah. Like, just watching this fight, like, going, oh, crap. She is extremely <laughs> lethal and dangerous. And, of course, Littlefinger oh. doesn't know about the list, but Sansa, of course. <laughs> I, love, I love Sansa's, like, denial and sudden, like, not sudden, but slow acceptance of the truth through lots of resistance. Because, I mean, when they first meet in the crypt and Sansa's just like, you know, or Arya's like, you know, I, I had a list and I was upset when at first when Joffrey was killed because I wanted to do that. He was no matter on my who, list. How, no matter how many people got added to the list, his name was always on top. On top, and so she just kind of laughs because everybody does that because they see little Arya and just like you, you know, you talk such a tough game, but you know, nice little girl, you couldn't do crap, you know, and just laughed and laughed it off, and then you know. She and and Arya and Bran are out at the Redwood or out at the Godswood, and you know Bran's like, yeah, so how's the list coming along? You know, I, I saw. Well, no, he said I saw you on the on the crossroads. Oh yeah, I thought that's you were, right. I thought you might might have gone south to King's Landing, and the, yeah, Sansa was like, "What's in King's Landing?" And then Bran said, "Cersei, she's on your list." Yeah, <laughs> like like. Holy crap! Here's confirmation too. You know where she's gonna face the reality that Bran's not laughing. He's not. You know he's just no. deadpan serious. Like there's a list of people that she's been slowly killing and removing from her list. And Sansa's is like, oh gosh, this this might be. But she still tries to deny it. And then her watching that fight, the sparring match, uh-huh. you know, and and having the the disturbing realization of how extremely capable Arya is in the art of combat and killing. Yes. And, you Who know, taught you how to do that? And then her answer, no one. <laughs> no one. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. No that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, I was kind of laughing last night, wondering how much Littlefinger, you know, how much of his spy network is still around, and if Littlefinger tried to do some research into Arya, how much he would freak out because she would just kind of pop up and then disappear for a while and then pop up somewhere else and then disappear again. And, you know, he he could probably trace that she went, you know, down to, um, I keep on saying Dorn. <laughs> Not Dorn. Um, Over to Bravos. Over to Bravos, yeah. But you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was just funny watching him just have that. He's trying to smile and pretend everything's all good, but he's just freaking out, realizing all the Starks have returned and they're extremely capable and most of the and all extremely dangerous, one way or the other. You know. Because Sansa knows a lot of his secrets, so she's dangerous to him because she has them politically, you know. And mm-hmm. and he doesn't bad. know what Arya knows because Arya yeah. was in King's Landing when he betrayed Ned. Yeah, and he doesn't know what she knows. But you know, John has that direct threat, and Arya has that lethal threat of just death is coming. <laughs> I think you Sometimes, covered your mic. So- yeah, 
Um, but yeah, they they just and then of course the the battles. Well, see, know. okay, so I'm going to go over this fairly quickly because you have the naval battle between Euron and the rest of the Greyjoys, Greyjoy family reunion. There, you have yeah. the fight at High Garden with yeah. Cersei's army taking High Garden. You have the fight at Casterly Rock where we have Daenerys' army taking Casterly Rock. And we have the attack just outside of King's Landing, where we get to see Daenerys versus Jamie. But the greatest battle, I'm sorry, in the entire season so far is Olena versus Jamie, a goblet of wine fight. Yeah. Yeah, that best one fight, was awesome. best battle of the season. I'm sorry. It you can't beat Olena. Queen of Thorns, is, is it going yeah. to hurt? No. no, I researched it to make sure good. And then she just chugs it like a bouse. And yeah. as soon as she puts it down, and there's nothing he can do because she's going to die no matter what happens, I would hate to go the way that Joffrey did. Yeah, and she drops the truth bomb that she was the one that assassinated Joffrey. Olena going out how she lived, man. I'm sorry, she may have lost High Garden. She won that battle. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Jamie's left with both the the creepy information to know that you know he was right all along. His brother was innocent, and to now know who the actual murder of his of his son was. Mm-hmm. But on top of that. He's got. He's got. He's going to be probably the debate currently in his head of whether or not to even tell Cersei. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's going to tell her. Yeah. Because that's going to be some of the fighting between them. Because she's not going to believe it because of her hatred for Tyrion. And while it's indisputable that Tyrion did kill their father, because he did, like a bout. Yeah. But. <laughs> Something has to drive a wedge between the two of them because Jamie's going to kill Cersei. I'm sorry, Jamie's going to. Jamie or Tyrion is going to kill Cersei. One of them will kill Cersei. I would prefer it to be Jamie. And I kind of want them to kill each other. I want them to die in this twisted lover's embrace. I want them to, like Elena, I want them to die like they lived, strangling the life out of each other. Hello? Yeah. Oh, there was a click. I thought it hung up. Oh. Um, nope. You don't like that idea? Oh, no, I do. I'm just kind of picturing it <laughs> and, and thinking, um, you know, because there's a possibility that when they get pulled out of the water, you know, it may be Tyrion who sets Jamie free. And wouldn't it be fascinating that? Jamie and his freedom creeps up and ends up killing Cersei. Oh yeah. You know, in this weird like reverse role and and not because he got his freedom and planned to do that cuz Tyrion didn't plan to kill his father either. But you know, I think he did a little bit. Oh, he, he would was... have grabbed the crossbow if he didn't 
He, he, yeah. He grabbed the crossbow after he found his dad sleeping with, you know, his love. And I'm just saying there, there, there was, there was a little it bit was, of premeditation there. It was, it was, it was a crime of uh, passion. You know, he he kind of pushed to the last straw. With yeah, his, but there was a little bit of premeditation or, there. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not saying, but I'm saying. So my prediction is the next episode, the big thing that's going to happen in the next episode is John's going to return to Winterfell and Bran's going to greet him and tell him that he is John Targaryen. Yeah. I think or John so. Rivers or John Blackfire or pick a name. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I think that's going to be the big part of it. I'll be curious to see John and Arya's reunion as well. Oh, yes. I think that's one of the reasons why they've been stringing out the kids coming back, because with each one, Bran has been convincing them that he actually can see everything. Yeah. Like, one by one, he's been convincing them of this, so when he finally tells John, oh, by the way, you're not Ned Stark's son... You're actually Rhaegar and our auntie, so you're actually a cousin. Yeah. Congratulations, you're not a bastard brother. You're yeah. a cousin. <laughs> I was trying not to say that word because clean tag, but I guess I can say that. I don't know. Rules are weird. <laughs> I am <coughs> very excited okay. to see what happens next. <laughs> Be like, well, to your clean tag, calling Sasha a bee is, is like what she is is a female dog. <laughs> uh, uh, anywho, I want to thank you for being on the 10th anniversary show, and hopefully I don't have to wait another 10 years for you to do a segment with me. <laughs> no, I, 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 think, I think we'll have a, a longer summer. Or maybe winter's coming. I don't know. I don't know. With the weird weather we've been having here lately, it feels like winter is coming. We'll see what the ravens bring. Oh, we did see a white rabbit. A white raven might not be that far off. So, yeah. Happy 10th podcasting anniversary to the both of us. 